Hello children, it is Rupak in the future talking to you in your present from the past. Thank you once again for joining me another week here on the 2am podcast and uh a bit before recording just now I found out that Trevor Moore has passed away unfortunately a fan of Trevor's from maybe a good decade ago now, watching The Whitest Kids You Know. I don't remember if I somehow watched it on IFC or if somehow it was on Netflix back when Netflix had a little more flavor. But really, some terrible news to hear of this gentleman's passing. It looks like he was only 41 years old. And truth be told, I liked uh, some a lot, of, well, a good amount of his work. At least bits and pieces that I saw Um, back when I found that show uh, the sketch show uh, The Whitest Kids You Know I uh, try to see you know what else might be out there And I think he was in the movie, I want to say it's The House Bunny, and some other, like, cheesy date movie rom-com thing. So, at least when I became aware of him, there wasn't much out there, and... Not too long ago, uh, just as a result of not having cable now for, Christ, maybe, maybe a decade now, we haven't had cable, Uh, I didn't realize he had ended up with his own type of talk show, late night show, on Comedy Central. Like I said, uh, just not having cable, I wasn't really aware of this, but there was uh, certain skits and bits that were uploaded to YouTube, and although, again, I didn't indulge just out of a sense of not being quite in the loop, I was happy to see that he had 
uh, that show. And, uh, yeah, not to dwell on it, it's not like I was a super fan, but really just, uh, another unfortunate, untimely passing here in 2021. So, all the best to his family, and he'll be in my thoughts. I uh, also feel a little bad for fellow podcaster blind boy boat show blind boy is one half of the comedy troupe the rubber bandits out of Ireland and I became a fan of their work and his work through watching OSW on YouTube. OSW stands for Old School Wrestling and uh, they have a channel up now that's been up, uh, sorry for what is it, well over five, six? It might be as much as ten years by now. I don't I don't exactly know. But uh when I was on that bit of a wrestling kick when old Donnie Trumps got elected, I ended up watching that entire catalog of videos from OSW and somewhere in there there was a they referenced a joke I guess from an RT program featuring the bandits and um, I'm not 100% certain because I'm not getting all of this firsthand, you know. I'm trying to kind of piece it together. Piece it together, sorry, through YouTube. And, uh, but it looks like it's a Rubber Bandits skit. Or at least it stars Blind Boy. I'm pretty sure it's Blind Boy as Robo Garda. <laughs> Which, uh, I guess they call their cops the Gardas. And so, rather than RoboCop, you have RoboGarda. And <laughs> it's such a fucking meta joke that I fell in love with of Ro- <laughs> RoboGarda works. <laughs> 
he does children's parties on weekends uh, dressed as Marge Simpson. He does an impression of Marge Simpson. And the joke was something like, uh, oh, oh, Homer Simpson, you fucking animal. Uh, get out of the kitchen and into the frying pan. <laughs> and uh, RoboGarda puts on like the shittiest homemade Marge Simpson costume. Anyway, the kind of thing that clearly, clearly, so intensely appeals to my sense of humor. And, uh, long story short, I ended up consuming whatever bits and pieces of Rubber Bandit's material I could through YouTube, and more recently, just, I listened to the Blind Boy podcast because he's, uh, I find him to be a very entertaining young man. He has an opinion, a point of view, and I think I just find something charming about the Irish accent. So, uh, a few days ago I listened to the most recent Blind Boy episode and unfortunately it looks like one of his cats, uh, he has these two feral cats that trust him enough to let him feed them but they're very much still feral cats and unfortunately it looks like one of the two has fallen ill to where she's not eating It looks like she's she's drooling a lot, um, kind of dehydrating herself, basically. And he he talked about how he's anxious about it, and he was worried for a moment that it might have been poisoning because since the cat is feral it might have unfortunately gotten into something that it shouldn't have or annoyed someone who lacked the compassion to deal with a feral cat in a better way other than poisoning it. So he started his podcast this week 
as he said, uh, uploading a bit of his anxiety onto us, the listener. And I just hope the situation works out for the best. It's funny because he called it uploading his anxiety onto us, the listener, which I can understand the logic behind that, but, you know, by him sharing what he's going through. Now, me, some dickhead way out here in Los Angeles hopes that that little cat ends up okay. And he has listeners all over the world. So in a weird way, all these little beacons of hope around the world have hopefully lit up in the hopes that blind boy's cat ends up okay. I might not get an update until the next episode next week because I'm not online. Well, I'm not on social media is what I should say. So I can't, you know, maybe he's tweeted something already and and things have already worked out. That would be great. But I won't know until I listen because I don't believe in Beatles. (laughs) I don't believe in uh, social media. But, uh, here's hoping for that little cat. Uh, in that same episode, Blind Boy talked about how in Ireland they have these things they call teenage discos and they sound similar very it sounded very similar to something we used to have out here uh, when I was in middle school believe it was once a month or once every two months there was these dances that would be held at the local parks rec center and uh 
It seemed to be a thing in conjunction conjunction with the school. And uh, it was just basically a chance for all us little pubescent and pre-pubescent children to get together in a big, dark basketball warehouse. And do a bit of freaky freak dancing and a little bit of staring at each other. A little bit of talking and a little bit of this and that and <clears throat> all these things that are so crucial for social development. And I remember going to these teen town dances. Uh, a handful of times at most or at least and (laughs) hearing him describe you know the whole experience of the anxiety of going and the odd peer pressures and the the weird societal ranking that would happen as a result of going and it all just rang so true in my memory because you know it seemed like any boy that was popular or was considered desirable by most of the girls would get kind of swarmed at these things, right? So it's like he'd have a he'd have a go at freaking freak dancing every girl it seemed at these things and once you were back in school the following Monday suddenly this guy was higher up in the I guess the the male hierarchy in the group in the class And it's almost like you wouldn't understand why unless you went and understood there. I don't know. Such a weird thing. I I remember... (laughs) I think I remember, like, a girl or two 
you know, crying in the hallways because they <clears throat> they will have just gotten broken up with by whatever little young man they were with and that little young man might go off and dance and just leave her there in the hallway of the rec center just bawling her little eyes out but then they might also grab the nearest boy and make out drag him to the dance floor freak his little pelvis away it's just such a it was such a weird trip down memory lane and the the odd 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 social clawing that you would see take place at these dances I have a specific memory of <coughs> going one time and I used to go just because it was fun to, to see so many people from school outside of school and dressed in not necessarily street clothes you know people would wear nicer stuff there was an awareness of wanting to make an impression you know I remember going one time and somehow some way <clears throat> the there was a security check you know before going in make sure you weren't bringing in any kind of booze I imagine or any kind of weapons to ruin the fun and I remember it was like a an older chick that was two of them that were doing security and, and collecting the money or whatever the, the the ticket you had to buy to get in and such a weird thing that this always stuck with me I'm sure it, it'll be no surprise why when I say but the uh the security girl that I had to walk up to and be frisked by. <laughs> she had me stand in front of her and face away from her. And then I heard her go to her friend. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of, Ooh, I'm going to enjoy this. And this girl <laughs> proceeded to basically grope me 
from from behind like I had my arms out in a T and she started up like by my collarbone by my shoulder squeezed and then worked her way all the way down to like not quite my dick but basically down to my pelvis down to my legs and it was definitely a security pat down I mean she was if I had anything on me she was gonna feel it but there was an absolute element of groping like she, she was like digging it like into it and I was fucking frozen <laughs> I couldn't believe what the fuck was happening I thought I was getting fucked with like I don't know why that's always my that's always my default thing it's just like oh This chick is just having a laugh. No, that was I was a chubby kid, you know, like not horrendously overweight, but I was a little little uh, chubby hubby even back in sixth, seventh grade, whenever that was. But again being in middle school again in 6th 7th grade I don't think I did any in 8th grade I really don't remember but at that point where the hormones are running absolutely wild for this cute older chick to moan and squeeze and press against me like she did like fucking hell I I literally don't remember anything else from the rest of that night <laughs> I, maybe I do but it, it's like that became its own event and the rest of the night almost didn't mean anything. And I probably wanted to go back and get a look at her and, and maybe maybe try to talk to her. I don't know. I was such an idiot. But just, yeah, what a weird thing to put all these little hormonal I wouldn't say out of control, but lost little humans trying to figure shit out into a dark warehouse to writhe and grind up on each other. It almost seems like a joke, like, like it almost seems like it wouldn't be real. 
And I hadn't thought about it in so long, you know. The school-sanctioned dances. And the way Blind Boy was talking about the, the Irish teenage discos, man, those things sound like a next-level kind of... Like it's the same deal, but it's like out in the middle of nowhere. But then there's also nuns <laughs> to keep the children from getting too close to each other. Like, man, what a strange thing it is to grow up. And then, of course. once you got a little too old for the teen town dances there was at least at the time out here in Los Angeles there was never a shortage of backyard punk shows and ska shows and parties and this and that that you could go to that was just more insanity. Anyway, children. Once again, rest in peace, Trevor Moore. I won't spin my tires much longer. So as always, take care of yourself, children. Bye.